welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Week six and that little bundle is an absolute genius, soaking up everything about this new world around her. Meanwhile, your home may look like a weird sort of storage depot. I think at this stage I felt as though I hit peak stuff mode. If this is your first baby, it can be a shocker to have your lovely tidy house taken over by baby stuff. Yeah, and it's so big. I yearn to be somewhere calm and tidy, but no such luck. So this week we're talking postnatal checks. We find out what parents are worrying about at this stage and we talk about something that perhaps doesn't get enough airtime. And that's what might be going on if you're finding it really hard to cope. It's a tough subject, but better out and in, as they say. Okay, on with the show. What's happening for baby? You may have noticed that your baby responds to sudden noises. She's definitely noticing what's going on around her more. I love watching them go quiet when something happens. It's like they're trying to work it all out. Which they are, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes she may jump or cry at a noise if she's startled. But of course, her favourite noise of all is you and your partner. It can sometimes seem as though you're not getting much of a reaction, but she really can't get enough of you guys. So talking, reading, singing, whatever you do, she'll just lap it up. I was a bit of a singer. I mean, not a good singer, but <laughs> I did just instinctively sing, you know, like, let's change your nappy or there's a massive poo. Yeah, I must have sounded really, really quite bizarre if anyone was listening, which hopefully they weren't. At this stage, you won't understand what you're talking about, but you're laying the foundation for learning to talk later on, just commenting what's going on. Well, it all adds up over time. Yeah, it really does. And I think like my conversation consisted of the most inane stuff. It was kind of like, oh, look, there's a bus. Hello, Mr. <laughs> Dog, that kind of thing. Like, But they're taking it all in and it's magical when you feel that they're beginning to understand things. You know, when they suddenly like point at a dog and like make a noise or a oh, barking noise yeah. or whatever. My son's first word was digger. He was just that obsessed with diggers. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, too cute. What's happening for you? Okay, let's talk postnatal checkup. This appointment is routine at some GP surgeries, but not all. Even if you haven't been offered an appointment, they usually happen within the next few weeks. You can request one. Did you know that, Claire? No, I didn't. So if you're struggling at all, if you've got questions or concerns, then this is a built-in opportunity to bring it up. We're going to talk in a moment about feelings of not coping, but your GP's seen it all before. She'd rather you be open so you can get the help you need. It's so much better than pretending everything's fine. Absolutely. And your GP isn't there to judge, just to help you get the support and help you need. And of course, your health visitor is there for you too. As well as checking how you're feeling, your GP may offer you a physical examination to make sure you're healing well. You can also talk to her about nutrition to make sure you're not low in iron. And there'll be the inevitable contraception question, obviously. Yeah, it might seem a bit early for some, but there have been plenty of babies born within a year of their sibling. So unless you want another one straight away, it's probably best to get this one sorted. Ah, yeah, you do meet those couples with two really close together. And I have to say, I just think, wow, I take my hat off to you for not only coping with two babies, but also for managing to have sex so soon after the first. <laughs> it's a good time to review what you're using to. I think a lot of us swap to a different type of contraception after our first child. I'd not always... just abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> I'd always been a pill kind of girl, but then I just decided I wanted something easier and chose the coil. 
Yeah, and if you're feeling up for sex again, then it can actually be a really good idea to have a go before your postnatal check. With contraception. Oh, yeah, with contraception, absolutely. And if you try before you see your GP, then if it's uncomfortable, you can bring that up at the appointment. Too embarrassed to ask. Okay, so serious too embarrassed to ask question this week. I'm finding it really hard to cope. Is this normal? Yeah, we wanted to include this now because it's something that comes up on the community boards on Baby Centre, isn't it, Lucy? Yeah, I think we can feel as though everyone else is nailing parenting. But if you're struggling, you're definitely not the only one. No, and we're not talking about the kind of normal levels of chaos of getting out the house with a newborn here, are we? We're talking about women feeling really quite traumatised by birth or having strong feelings of regret or failure around the pregnancy that they had or perhaps not being able to breastfeed. Yeah, well, struggling with their feelings towards their new baby. We'll talk about that one in a moment. Yeah, so thinking about birth first, let's face it, birth can be traumatic. Yeah, so if you had a long and really painful labour or maybe an emergency C-section or just anything about birth that's been shocking, it can really affect how you feel. Yeah, and it's hard because I think often other people want you to move on, don't they? Yeah. You've got your baby, you're both safe, let's crack on with life. But it's not like that. No, birth trauma is a very real thing. There's lots of symptoms such as flashbacks or intrusive thoughts, feeling really on edge or extremely alert, or actually conversely, feeling completely detached from things. We've linked to the page from the mental health charity Mind on this in the show notes. It gives a lot more detail than we can here, and there are some good ideas on there for what might help. One mum in the community said about using the service that hospitals offer, where you can talk through your birth with the midwife. I know someone that did that, and they found it really useful. Yes, I know several of friends who've done that as well. And I think understanding why things happened, why decisions were made, perhaps being able to express your disagreement with those decisions or how you feel you were treated. Just being able to say that you're angry, you're disappointed, Mm, that you were scared. It can be a really cathartic process, just getting it out there. And that can sort of put it to rest. Yeah, also talk to your health visitor. Seriously, do flag this one up. The big message from mental health professionals is that there are treatments that can help. Yeah, I'd second that. So the other aspect that we mentioned is when parents struggle with perhaps resenting or feeling detached from their baby. Yeah, if your baby cries a lot or maybe they're hard to comfort and settle, they're really hard things to deal with actually on a day-to-day basis. And I think you can almost get into that cycle of resenting the baby and then hating yourself for feeling that way. Mm. It's so far from the image of parenthood that we've got in our minds, isn't it? Yeah, Mums talk about feeling as though they've made a mistake in having the baby or just wanted to leave the baby outside or walk away. One mum on the board says how important the conversation is and she's right. It's so hard to open up and say that you're having these thoughts because they feel scary. I know a mum who fessed up to feeling really resentful for her baby at a baby group and she was just met with silence. But I think it's because it's still a taboo. Oh, that's, yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. Maybe some of them were feeling the same way. I bet they were. They just yeah. didn't want to admit to it. But if you're having feelings of resentment towards your baby, then do tell your health visitor. She really will want you to speak up, even though it's hard. This is a time in your life when you might desperately need support. Yeah, absolutely. I think from looking at the community boards, what I've come away feeling is that other parents do feel like this sometimes, that feeling negatively towards your child or feeling resentment isn't completely uncommon and it's really hard to talk about particularly face to face but there is support out there yeah and coping isn't about looking like you're coping and pretending everything's fine it's actually about getting informed and getting help when you need it that's the really tough move that you need to do yeah what do you expect this week lucy you know quite a lot from the baby center boards about the normal everyday sort of worries that parents have at this stage 
Yeah, you can probably guess the biggies. Sleeping, feeding, crying, and also health things like rashes. If it's not one worry, then it's another. Let's hear from Amy, mum of one, and Joshua, dad of two, who've both been there and can relate to what might be on your mind at the moment. The best way I could describe being a new dad and the worries that come with it is like driving the car for the first time. You're sat in there, you have no idea what you're doing, you have no idea what anything does. There's the worry that they've just stopped breathing. So just putting your fingers under their nose just every hour or so, that's that's wild. Why, why does everyone, everyone does that though, I think. We were super cautious and panicked about everything. I remember having like a thermostat that sat in the bath. And if that was one or two degrees out, my wife would adjust it. Now I literally just dip my elbow in and if it's good, it's good. Car seats and driving with a baby, that was absolutely terrifying. And just thinking, have I got this right? And they're so fiddly. They're like the most fiddly things I've ever... I, I, I mean, it's like a crystal maze challenge every time you want to leave the house. I remember going to like NHS calling centres quite quite often late at night, like if the baby had been sick or hadn't stopped crying for too long. I was always worried about cot death, always. I'm kind of glad that we were overly cautious first time round, but then when it comes to the second, you realise that there's some lessons to be learned there, but at the same time, largely speaking, your baby will be okay. If you want to find out more about Amy's take on motherhood, then you can read her book, Confessions of a Single Mum, what it's like when you're expecting the unexpected. Okay, that's us done for another week. As always, please remember that the podcast don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to your own doctor or health visitor if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you next time for week seven with your baby. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby download the baby center app now or visit babycenter.co.uk you can also follow us on instagram twitter and facebook just search for baby center uk all the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes if you loved our podcast and found it useful please rate and review the parent pod wherever you listen to your podcasts and don't forget to share it with your partner and friends